This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downing. Here's today's headlines. U.S. and Japan kick off trade talks. Brazilian farmers are growing more corn. USDA gearing up for new dairy program. And CDC says beef and melon are the cause of the latest outbreaks. The U.S. and Japan will start talking trade today. U.S. ag sector has been waiting a long time for this. The United States and Japan will officially begin negotiations today for a free trade agreement when U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer sits down with visiting Japanese economy minister Toshimitsu Motegi. U.S. government officials tell AgriPulse. Japan is the fourth largest market for U.S. ag goods, but some farm groups say sales to the island nation have been declining because of recently implemented preferential trade agreements with the European Union and several Pacific Rim countries. The Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership started in December, and the Japan-EU trade agreement became official in February. Japan reduced its tariff and increased its quotas for ag commodities immediately under both deals and then did so again on April 1st. That puts U.S. commodities like beef, pork, and wheat at a major price disadvantage to foreign competitors. U.S. exported $13 billion worth of ag commodities to Japan last year, that according to USDA data. The U.S. pork industry cannot get a free trade agreement with Japan implemented fast enough, according to Nick Giordano, a global government affairs vice president for the National Pork Producers Council. He said, we have a serious problem. We're losing sales in Japan. Brazilian corn production on the rise. Soybeans aren't the only commodity Brazil will be producing more of for the 2019-20 marketing year. The South American agriculture juggernaut is now expected to harvest 97.5 million metric tons of corn, up from 95 million for 2018-19 and just 80.7 million the year before that. That according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. While it's true that Brazilian farmers have been switching from corn to soybeans lately to take advantage of China buying less from the U.S., soybeans aren't the only main crop. More Brazilian acreage is going into farming, and most farmers plant a safrina or second crop, and much of that land is being used to plant corn. It's a trend that FAS expects to continue. The high profitability of corn, relative ease of commercialization, lower input investment compared to cotton, and the fact that farmers can largely use the same equipment as soy for corn planting and harvesting means that corn will remain the dominant second crop by far for years to come. And there's also this. Brazilian farmers are also cranking up wheat production, but government officials say the country will follow through on recent promises to open up a tariff rate quota that's expected to allow tariff-free imports of U.S. wheat. Brazil, coinciding with the visit of the country's new president to the White House last month, agreed to set up an annual 750,000 metric ton tariff rate quota for wheat that's expected to benefit mainly U.S. and Canadian exporters. USDA gearing up for dairy program. Dairy producers will soon be able to use an online decision tool to get an idea how they're likely to benefit from the new dairy margin coverage program, an overhaul version of the old margin protection program. A Farm Bill implementation update released by the USDA says the University of Wisconsin is developing the online tool that will be available to producers by May 1st. The update also says the Farm Service Agency will begin offering producers refunds of their MPP fees by May 1. 
The sign-up for DMC is still scheduled to start June 17th. The first payments are expected to be made in July. By the way, USDA also seeking to provide some clarity on how industrial hemp production is being regulated while it develops rules for the 2020 growing season. The department says the 2018 Farm Bill extended the 14 Farm Bill provisions for hemp production by 12 months to allow USDA to finish the required rulemaking process. That means that states, tribes, and universities can continue operating the pilot programs that were authorized under the 2014 Farm Bill, according to USDA. At a Senate hearing last week, Montana Democrat John Tester clashed with Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue over whether states could continue those programs this year. Tester was worried the state programs would be shut down while the new rules were being written. The latest outbreaks linked to melon and beef. Ninety-three people have been infected with a strain of salmonella linked to pre-cut melons from nine states. Alabama, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Ohio, and Wisconsin. The Centers for Disease Control, FDA, and other agencies are investigating the outbreak, which resulted in 23 hospitalizations from March 4th to March 31st. On Friday, Cato Foods recalled pre-cut watermelon, honeydew melon, cantaloupe, and fruit medley products containing one of these melons that were produced at the company's Indianapolis facility. In other food safety news, CDC says it has identified beef as the probable source of an outbreak of E. coli that has sickened 109 people and sent 17 to the hospital in six states, including Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Georgia. No common supplier, distributor, or brand of ground beef has been identified. CDC has yet to recommend retailers stop selling or consumers stop eating ground beef. Consumers and restaurants should handle ground beef safely and cook it thoroughly to avoid foodborne illness, according to CDC. FCC to create Digital Opportunity Fund for Rural America. The Federal Communications Commission plans to create a new $20.4 billion Rural Digital Opportunity Fund to expand high-speed broadband to 4 million homes and small businesses across rural America. From precision agriculture to smart transportation networks to telemedicine and more, we want Americans to be the first to benefit from this new digital revolution. That according to FCC Chairman Ajit Pai at a 5G wireless coverage event Friday afternoon at the White House. The Commission also plans to have another Spectrum auction in December, offering 3,400 megahertz of Spectrum to wireless providers for 5G. Since November, the FCC has auctioned 1,550 megahertz of Spectrum to be used by commercial wireless providers for 5G. Here's today's He Said It. Glyphosate has been looked at by a number of countries. It's been looked at by a number of organizations, and the cancer claims have not been substantiated by a lot of other bodies that have looked at glyphosate. That EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler on this week's edition of AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.